Good morning, Nashville. My name is Braden Gall, and this is the 444 Friday, September 17th. If you are in the market to buy a house, if you are in the market to do a major remodel, if you are in the market to add a new wing to your home, any of those things, any major financial decisions with your home, you're going to need to talk to the Kingston Group before you do that. BuildKG.com is the website. Go look at their work. Go look at their process and tell me that you will not be better off having at least a conversation with them. You will make a smarter and better decision even if you don't use them. I promise you they want what is in your best interest for your home. So just give them a ring. Go check out the website, buildkg.com, and remember the name the Kingston Group before you make any major financial decisions about your home. The Tennessee Titans will attempt to get off the mat on Sunday. Late kick, 325 p.m. Central Time, on the road out west against Seattle, who won their week one matchup against Indianapolis on the road. And the things to watch are the exact same things that we focused on all camp and, of course, last week in the loss to Arizona. Can the Titans protect Ryan Tannehill? Taylor Lewan was abused last week, and the rest of the offensive line wasn't particularly good either. Protecting Tannehill and creating space for Derrick Henry is, master of the obvious here, a massive priority this weekend against a defense last week that posted three sacks and held the Colts to just 3.8 yards per carry on the ground. One thing I do think Titans fans can expect is a more fluid and rhythmic offense. They knocked the rust off last week. Now it's time to do two-tone things, like pound the football and work play action with three superstar offensive weapons that you cannot keep down for very long. Defensively, getting off the field on third down, pressuring the quarterback, and playing efficient football in the secondary is where I am focused. Again, all things that we could have predicted this summer. Russell Wilson was extremely efficient last weekend, completing 78% of his passes, averaging an absurd 11 yards per attempt, which is actually more explosive than Kyler Murray was last weekend, and throwing four touchdowns without an interception. Seattle converted on 44% of its third downs last weekend, which is pretty solid, but more importantly, they only had nine of them. Only Cleveland had fewer third down tries last weekend, which is a sign of big plays and staying ahead of the sticks. All stuff that Shane Bowen and that defense should be very concerned about. So, what's the good news? Well, Wilson was sacked three times last week by the Colts, and ideally, Bud Dupree can make a bigger impact on the game. He played 70% of the snaps last week and had just one tackle. The rest of that front seven needs to be extremely active, and I guess facing Kylo Murray one week and then Russell Wilson the next should benefit this Titans defense as the game plan probably is pretty similar in terms of containment and how you approach a quarterback. The formula isn't overly difficult, and Mike Vrabel, in general, over time, has been excellent in these big regular season situations. He's 9-4 all-time against NFC teams as well. Normally, he has a very solid strategy in place for games like these where a star quarterback is the focal point. And as he said after the game and all week long, we will find out about the culture and mental fortitude of that locker room. This is a Super Bowl contender the Titans will be facing on Sunday and in front of what is likely an incredibly hostile crowd. This is where great teams rise to the occasion. I don't know if the Titans are going to win, but I am willing to bet that they go up there and play an extremely physical, extremely tough football game. And I would not be surprised if they came home with an upset win. If the culture of this organization is as strong as we have been led to believe. Either way, this will be an absolute battle on Sunday afternoon. Here's a couple of stats and records you need to keep an eye on for the Tennessee Titans. 
With just one rushing touchdown this weekend, Derrick Henry will pass Chris Johnson for third all-time in franchise history. He currently has 58 rushing touchdowns. With 82 rushing yards, Derrick Henry will become just the fourth player in franchise history to reach 6,000 yards rushing. And Julio Jones needs just 75 yards to become only the 20th player in NFL history to reach 13,000 yards receiving. And when he does, he will become the fastest player to reach that milestone in the history of the league, breaking the great Jerry Rice's record. So just a couple of statistical benchmarks to keep an eye on there. And let's be honest, if Julio Jones has 75 yards and Derrick Henry has 82 yards rushing in a touchdown, this Titans team is probably very much in the football game. The Volunteers will host Tennessee Tech on Saturday at 11 a.m. Central Time. The outcome of the game is a foregone conclusion, as the Vols should move to 2-1 on the season with ease. The only real question is who should be the starting quarterback for the Big Orange. The coaching staff seems to be totally committed to Joe Milton as the guy, but the answer is definitely Hendon Hooker. Simply put, the offensive production in the second half last week against Pittsburgh is why this team even had a chance to be in the game in the first place, and the guy responsible for that was Hooker. He has his own flaws and limitations, but is a far more accurate passer and more dynamic runner. The Vols have a disgusting stretch of excellent defenses looming after this weekend, and you need to use this game to get your guy ready for that. And for my money, Milton is not that guy, especially if he's not 100%. And this should make the decision even easier, just like the Dan Mullen decision at Florida this week. Use the injury to make the quarterback decision easy on yourself. Florida's Anthony Richardson has been the better player than starting quarterback Emory Jones, and fans are clamoring for him to get put into the starting lineup. But he pulled up lame at the end of an 80-yard touchdown run last week. So just like Heupel and Milton, you can hide behind the injury to make your decision more palatable to the public, and it allows you to shield your guy from getting quote-unquote benched. Florida should start Emory Jones against Alabama and save Richardson for later in the year when he's fully healthy. And then he doesn't have to go out there and get decapitated by the Crimson Tide. In Knoxville, just say Milton isn't 100% yet, and we're going to go with Hendon Hooker. It gives you cover to make the move without it becoming a quarterback controversy. Because the mistakes Milton has made through two games, inefficient football, inaccurate downfield passing, bad reads, and a relatively stale offense... Those issues aren't going to be fixed by playing a few quarters against an FCS team. I would much rather give Hooker a scrimmage like this to settle in as the guy and then see what he can do against Florida in the Swamp next week. You can always go back to Milton, and you still got Harrison Bailey sitting there waiting in the wings if you need a third option. This stuff isn't that hard. The offense was better under Hooker, and he should be your starter, period, full stop. While Tennessee is debating its quarterback and Florida is taking its whipping at the hands of Alabama, of course, you already heard yesterday on the show my affinity and love of the Auburn-Penn State game. We know Georgia fans are going to try to emotionally ascend beyond South Carolina this weekend. There is a win-win situation in the SEC, and it's coming from an unusual spot. West End Avenue, Vanderbilt, after a big come-from-behind win over Colorado State, will host Stanford this weekend. The Stanford Cardinal are a Power 5 opponent who are coming off a huge win against USC, but they're not a particularly good team. This is an opportunity, as an 11-point underdog, for Vanderbilt to show that that proof of concept last week is an actual thing. There's no real pressure to win the game because Stanford is clearly better, but they're not good enough that Vanderbilt maybe doesn't do something special this weekend. This is why I say it's a win-win opportunity for Clark Lee. Go out there, see what you can do. 
And if you make it close, you cover the spread even, we're going to talk about this Vanderbilt team as showing progress, growing from week one to week two to week three, even in defeat. So while I know Vanderbilt fans don't want to walk into a game thinking, man, a close loss is a moral victory, I know that's a bad thing to do. But in this particular situation, when you were at rock bottom just two weeks ago, a close performance, a valiant performance against a Pac-12 team is definitely a moral victory. And last but not least, this is your weekly reminder that while you are ODing on football this weekend, to make sure you watch some soccer as well, Nashville SC will put its five-match unbeaten streak on the line against Toronto on the road north of the border Saturday evening, 6.30 p.m. Central Time. The boys in gold are sitting in second place in the Eastern Conference, working their way towards clinching a playoff spot, and Toronto is dead last. This club has been better and better on the road as the season has gone along, and so SC collecting three points against the last place team would be a major, major result for this club. So, football, football, football. I get it. I know it. But you know what? Maybe keep that second screen on the soccer club on Saturday evening. Before I give you my picks against the spread, of course, a reminder that this product, this podcast, the 440, is brought to you by the Kingston Group, the great folks over at buildkg.com. When you are ready, when you are thinking about making a big purchase or doing some big renovations, doing some big work on your home, just remember that name. Call them before you make any decisions. They will help guide you through the process. Trust me, they are the name you want to work with. The Kingston Group, that's buildkg.com. All right, let's try to make you guys some money. It is Friday, and at the end of the show, I will always give you my bets. This is, these are not picks. These are my actual bets. I was 4-2 and two in week one. I was 3-4 and four last week, so I'm 7-6 and six on the season. So I'm going to try to bounce back this weekend. All right, here's who I've got money on. Tonight, Friday night, I've got UCF minus 6.5 against Louisville. I think the Cardinals are a broken football program, and the Gus Malzahn-Dylan-Gabriel marriage is perfect. Lay the points. Give me Alabama minus 14 at Florida. It has dropped a point or two, and I pounced on it. The crowd will be going insane, and I'm happy to lose some money if this game is good. I just don't see it. Thoughts and prayers to the Gators. Cincinnati minus 3.5 against Indiana. The Hoosiers have had an awful start to the year, and the Bearcats know that this is one of their Super Bowls. They have to beat Power 5 opponents if they want to to consider themselves a playoff team. Cincinnati minus three and a half. I'm going back to the Utah Utes. Utah minus eight against San Diego State. I think Utah played down to the competition last week against an arch rival BYU on the road. So I think they take out some frustration this week against an overmatched Aztec team from the group of five. So Utah minus eight. Give me Toledo minus 14 at home against Colorado State. The Rockets can score a ton of points. They can score like crazy. And the Rams are a complete dumpster fire. They just lost to Vanderbilt. Need I say more? And lastly, Charlotte plus four on the road against Georgia State, who is not very good at football. Charlotte won outright against Duke a couple of weeks ago, so I'm going back to the Will Healy well. Otherwise, enjoy all of the sports this weekend, the NFL, soccer, college football. It's going to be a great weekend. Kick your heels up. Have a cocktail. My name is Braden Gall. Share the product. Share the show, please. And thank you all for listening. This has been the 440 for Friday, September 17th. The 440 is a production of 440 Media, written and produced by Braden Gall, music by William Tyler.